Welcome to Bible Platform, a half-hour radio broadcast ministry with Reverend Hansen Metal, the General Overseer of Christian Worship Center. Stay tuned and you will be blessed. Praise the Lord and today I'm excited in spite of all the challenges that confront us. I'm excited because the grace of God has kept us and continues to keep us. This morning I just want to encourage you with a word that I've entitled, Close That Gap. Close That Gap. The greatest danger that faces all of us, especially for those of us who are children of the Lord, is the tendency to compromise because of where the world is taking us right now. Things are not going well and good, and we all know that. But the truth of the matter that has been spelled out clearly in the gospel is that the Apostle Paul wrote that things are going to get tough. Jesus Christ himself said, in this life you shall have tribulation. So as children of the kingdom, in fact, we should not be surprised by the hustle and bustle, the real pressure, financial pressure that is pushing us against the wall, making us stressful and making the challenges that we all face very complex. This one hope, this one hope we have, that we serve a God who has kept us and will continue to keep us. We are going to stand on his promises as long as life shall last, praying and believing that he who has promised is faithful. He's faithful. Whether we go through the fire, whether we go through the waters, he has promised to be with us. And indeed, he has been with us, no matter how many stars are falling. So, beloved, on that note, I just want to say a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for this beautiful, beautiful day. Thank you for the grace you have given us to hope against hope and to be able to stand. Let me decrease while you increase. And let this word bless the world. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. So, beloved, I want to say that we should consciously, persistently, and consistently determine to close the gap between us and God. The danger that the present pressures pose is that we can be so stressed out that we may not work with God as close as we ought to. And that in itself poses a threat to our very spiritual lives as children of God. Now I was meditating on the scriptures about this very thing that I'm sharing with you. And the Lord gave me some light when he was arrested. Peter was there. Remember that when Jesus called Peter in Luke chapter 5, he said to him, come follow me, I will make you fishers of men. He said, come follow me. The following is the command. But how close we follow is much more important. We realize, for instance, that at the time of Jesus' life on earth, ministering with his team of 12 disciples, Peter, John, and James were in a special relationship with him. They were so, so close to Jesus. That in fact, in Mark chapter 9, the Bible tells us from verse 1, when Jesus was going to the mountain to pray, where he was transfigured, Peter was among the three that he invited along with himself, and they went to the mountain to pray. Now listen to me carefully. At that point, we see a Peter who was so close, so, so close to the master. But something changed when Jesus was arrested. That's what I'm going to share with you. That's what we're going to meditate on. 
The scripture says that Jesus had already told Peter when he was boasting that whatever happens to you, I'm going to be there for you. And that's why <laughs> we're going to draw some critical lessons that this work is not by might or strength. And instead of boasting our own strength and what we can do, we should on a daily basis, hourly basis, moment by moment, entrust ourselves into the hands of the Holy Spirit because our strength will take us so far. But when the reality strikes, we will find ourselves wanting because it takes the strength of the Holy Spirit to be able to survive fully this race of life. So coming back to Peter, let me read from Luke chapter 22 from the verse 54. It talks about Jesus being arrested. The Bible says by the temple guard, and it says, Then seizing him, they seized Jesus, they led him away and took him into the house of the high priest. Peter followed at a distance. Peter followed at the distance. Beloved, I want us to look at how our relationship with the Lord is at this moment. How close are we? And only I can tell for myself and only you can tell for yourself how close you are. Remember when I began, I made a point that Peter was so close to the master. He was so close that when you look at major events where Jesus Christ had to separate himself, Peter was among the three that was always invited to come into the inner circle. So we might describe it that way that Peter belonged to the real inner circle of Jesus Christ. At this point in time, the circle had collapsed. Fear had set in because Jesus had been arrested. The situation has changed. The circumstances has changed. Like what you and I are experiencing right now and it's all over the world. Situations and circumstances have changed. Things are tougher than they used to be. That's the reality on the ground. Now, in a time like this, the pressures... The challenges can create a gap between us and our God. Because the tendency is like, I need more time to chase money. I need more time to do this, to do that. Survival is the issue at stake now. But did God offer us survival? No. God offers us abundant life. And we can only draw on that abundant life by making sure that we maintain the momentum in our following our law. So here we see the Bible says that then seizing Jesus, they led him away and took him into the house of the high priest. Peter followed. He followed. The Lord called him to follow him. And he did just that. At this point, he followed. But the problem with this following at this point was that Peter followed at a distance. Check your prayer life. Check your commitment, your witnessing. Check your love for God. Jesus told the church in the book of Revelation, go back to your first love. Go back. Close the gap between me and yourself. Beloved, maybe you used to pray every morning. You were zealous about the things of God. Your relationship with God was deep. You loved to worship. You loved to sing unto the Lord. You were walking in the Word. But suddenly, suddenly, that cord of love has weakened it fully destroyed or disconnected, but its strength has become elastic and loose. And like Peter, you are following at a distance. Heaven is calling us to close the gap. Don't look at the challenges. Peter was looking at what was happening. He never saw anything like that before. He never saw a Jesus who was so weak, for the use of a better word, weak in quotes. 
He knew a Jesus who displayed so much power, authority, walking on the on the waves, on the sea, commanding demons to leave. He has seen just by the one word, Jesus rebuking demons who were inhabiting human beings and they screamed and they came out of them. He has seen walking with Jesus, a man who literally was holding a whole town to ransom. He was living in the tomb, in the tombs, among tombs, and wherever he, he took a stand, nobody could pass there. And Jesus, by just mere appearance, caused that man to bow and submit. And the demons begged, they literally begged Jesus to give them permission to leave that man. And they entered into swines. Suddenly, suddenly, this same Jesus had become so weak that mere men had arrested him, beating him, maltreating him. He looked so defenseless and his persecutors looked so powerful. Now Peter was gripped with fear and he began to distance himself from his Lord and personal Savior. Now, let us personalize this picture of Peter and Jesus Christ. We began the year with so much passion, with so much fire, with so much faith, with so much expectation. We sang our way out of 31st night. We entered the new year with very high hopes. Suddenly, for some of us, we've lost loved ones. For some of us, we lost our jobs. For some of us, our finances have fizzled out. Where do we go from here? Can I suggest to somebody that this is the time that instead of distancing ourselves from our God, we need to close that gap and draw near to him closer than ever before. Closer than ever before. Bible says in the book of Daniel that the people who know they are God, they shall be strong. And in that strength, they will do exploits. If we don't draw on the strength of the Lord, we will not be able to do exploits. And we cannot draw on the strength of the Lord when we are distancing ourselves from him. That's what happened to Peter. Let's pick something. As Peter began to distance himself, and by application, as we begin to distance ourselves, let's pick something that happened. It said, but Peter followed at a distance. Then there's 55 of Luke 22. But when they had kindled the fire in the middle of the courtyard and had sat down together, Peter sat down with them. Think about that. This was not Peter's company at all. This was not people he should align himself with at all. But Peter was feeling cold. The one he had trusted to keep his life going, to give meaning to his life. The light he had followed that kept him warm, spiritually speaking, suddenly appears to be fading out. So what happens is that when things become that bad, and instead of closing the gap, praying more, seeking God's face more, going into fasting, asking for strength from the Holy Spirit, we allow the flesh to detect and take over. What happens is that we are weakened and we begin to compromise. We sit where we shouldn't sit. And we align ourselves with those we shouldn't align ourselves with. What then happens, you may ask me. Let's check what happened to Peter. But before we do that, one of the questions that may arise in the context of what we are looking at 
is what is the real reason that Peter would take this stance? Aside of the fact that he had been taken by surprise by Jesus' reaction to the temple gas action, fear crept in. Fear. What if I go closer? I stand the chance of also being arrested, being beaten, and being abused. So Peter was, in actual fact, submitting to a spirit that we should not submit to. Paul wrote to Timothy and said, For God has not given us a spirit of fear. God has not given us a spirit of fear. But when we allow ourselves, or if we allow ourselves, like the scripture said, the enemy is just run like a lion, seeking whom he will devour. So if we allow ourselves, what is going to happen is that that spirit will take us. That spirit will take us. And we will begin to compromise. So that's exactly what was happening here. Now we see Peter completely giving a knockout punch by a spirit of fear. And the Bible said he followed, but he followed at a distance. I want you to keep that in mind. I want you to keep that. It's very important. We may be doing everything that we've been called to do and our work with God is there. We may not have turned our backs on him, but what is the gap? What is the gap? What is the level of our passion today compared to the beginning of the year, for instance? Where are we? Where are we? The Spirit of God is asking the question, where are we? And what is the distance? How close are we? What is, the, what is the level of our love and commitment to God and the things of God and the people of God? Where are we? We are following all right. We have not denied our faith. But there is a distance. There is a gap that we must close. You are listening to The Bible Platform with Reverend Hanson Metal. Don't go away. We will be right back. Tune in to the Bible Platform with Reverend Hanson Metal this and every Tuesday from 5 a.m. to 5.30 a.m. on Sunny 88.7 FM and your life will never be the same again. God bless you. Welcome back. The message continues. Now, this is the conclusion that I arrive at using my sanctified mind. Because he followed at a distance, it was very easy for him to sit down with people he should not be sitting with. How much sacrifice are we willing to make in a time like this? How much sacrifice are we willing to make for the sake of the Lord? Judas had betrayed him, fine. One may think, is that the end of the story? No, Peter introduces us to another dimension of the story. And at this point, the dimension Peter brings in is, Judas betrayed, I reject him. Whether deliberately or not, consciously or unconsciously. So, Bible says, all of these things are written. All of these things are written. So that we might learn from them and know how to order our lives. So, Peter sat down with them. Now, look at the next thing that happened. A servant girl saw him seated there in the firelight. Beloved, we cannot hide our identity. Jesus said, you and I, believers in Christ, are the light of the world. He said, you can't hide that light. You can't put it under a bed. The light must be put on a lampstand so that those walking in darkness can see it. So here, Peter thought it would be comfortable sitting among unbelievers, compromising his faith. He was wrong. And if that is your stance, 
that you can play church, live your life anyhow, and still claim to be a child of God and expect the favors of God to manifest in your life, you may be playing a very dangerous game. And for me, the scriptures is advising me, and I hope you take a lesson too, that when we sit among unbelievers, when we keep company that takes us away from God, there is an eye that sees us. And look at, look at, it's very interesting that it was not some, some big shot like a, a, a high-ranked Pharisee or Sadducee or Herodian who saw him. A servant girl. A servant. He reduced himself by compromising his stand and relationship with God. And so the level he went to was the level that he was seen. Come on, somebody, let's brace ourselves up. There is a race to be run. There's a job to be done. Let's face the future with hope. Let's reconnect to our source, the Holy Spirit, our strength, our comforter, our counselor, our God, our guide. Oh, hallelujah to the Lamb of God. When the darkness gets darker, the light that we carry shines brighter. We can't afford to distance ourselves from the one person and source who holds the key to our destiny. Strengthen yourself. Your prayer life, that has become weak. Your Bible reading, your meditating on the word of God, that is now like some heavy load that has been placed on you. Just give the Holy Spirit space. Spend some time in worship. Private worship. Private prayer. It doesn't matter how long that takes. Just the presence of God within the twinkle of an eye can change anything and everything. How long did God have to speak? For the light to come at the beginning of creation, let there be light. That's it. Let there be light. That's it. When Peter was sinking, when Jesus invited him to come over, he said, Lord, if it's you walking on the water, I want you to bring me over. And Jesus said, come. And Peter began to walk on the water until he began to doubt and the storm was rising. And what did Peter say? Peter didn't pray a one-hour prayer. He prayed what has been described as the shortest prayer in the Bible. He said, help me, Lord. Lord, help me. So I, I, can, I, can, I can tell you by experiential knowledge that in moments of distress, when sometimes, in fact, even opening our mouths to pray, wow, I don't know about you, but I've been there many times. Opening your mouth to pray is like, I don't know even how to describe it, but it's like the whole world has been put on your shoulders to carry in that heaviness, just be speaking in plain language, say, God, help me. I'm tired. I'm confused. God, help me. I'm tired. I'm just tired, Lord. I'm confused. I don't know what to do with myself. Nothing seems to be working. Talk to him. Talk to him. Don't distance yourself from him. Talk to him. This is the time to keep talking. Keep talking. He's your father. I love it when Jesus said, when you pray, say, our father. He's father of all of us. So we need to talk to him. Not that he doesn't already know. Bible says he knows even before we open our mouth. But prayer is for our own sake. I realize that the more I pray, the more I get more relaxed. My confidence level goes up. Because I know my God is a prayer answering God. So prayer does a lot of good for me. And prayer puts me in a place of expectation that a change is going to come. That one day a change that will come will lead to my benefit. 
God is going to do something about my situation. But if I make a choice to distance myself from him, even when he is speaking, I will not be able to hear. A servant girl saw him seated in the firelight. She looked closely at him. I like this scripture. She looked closely at him. She wanted to be sure. People see you places that you are not supposed to be. They will look at you some way. Because where you are is not where you are supposed to be. When you doubt like they doubt, you fear like they fear, they look at you to be sure. Is it the same person who was speaking about or touting the goodness of God and the mercies of God and the favor of God? Watched it. After looking at him closely, she said, this man was with him. And the next verse says, but Peter denied it. Woman, I don't know him. I'm ending on this note. Can you imagine Peter in his elements standing shoulder to shoulder with Jesus saying, I don't know him? He wouldn't have said that. But he was weakened. He was weakened spiritually. He was weakened psychologically. He was weakened emotionally by the decision to distance himself from his Lord. Can I say to somebody under the sound of my voice, close that gap. Close it. You used to pray. You used to have time to meditate on the word of God. You used to love the gathering of the brethren, of the saints. What is it that is now separating you from the love of God, from serving God, from sacrificing for the good of the kingdom of God? Close that gap. I rest my case. Close that gap. May the Lord bless you and keep you, cause his face to shine upon you. Like come your way again next week, God willing, close the gap and stay blessed. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. for listening to Bible Platform. Tune in same time next week. God bless you. Your